Muppet Movie Podcast, which is actually a Muppet TV special podcast uh, temporarily. This is the podcast where we watch a Muppet Family Christmas two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And today we are watching minutes three and four of A Muppet Family Christmas, in which Doc and Sprocket arrive at the farmhouse, and so do Fozzie and all his friends. This clip uh, begins with the conclusion of the Muppets singing We Need a Little Christmas, and then the title card, I think we kind of covered the song. Do you have any other thoughts about that, Anthony? No. Okay, so yeah, there's Ma Bear inside her house going over all the stuff she needs for her trip to Malibu. The doorbell rings. It's Doc and Sprocket. And now this is the third minute of this special, and already this is uh, the beginning of the, the crossovers because Doc and Sprocket are from Fraggle Rock. Right, which this was this was my introduction to them. I I don't know if it was for you. You did you see Fraggle Rock at, at that? Yeah, I had age? seen Fraggle Rock by this by this time. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I saw Fraggle Rock until like 1999 when I was like starting okay. to become an on real online Muppet fan guy. You know. Yeah. I I knew it existed mostly because of this special, but yeah, when I was a kid, I right. didn't know that these were characters from Fraggle Rock. I thought it was just a guy and his dog. Yeah, and so Doc is played by Jerry Parks, as always. Uh, he's a very talented Irish-Canadian actor. Uh, he worked a lot in films and TV. Other than this, he seems to also be best known for playing a bartender in the movie The Boondock Saints, who apparently is also named Doc. That's the weird thing about because, okay, when I was in high school, my f- best friend, Jason, made me watch the terrible movie Boondock Saints. <laughs> I've never seen it's it. All, it's... It, w- Whatever you think it's like, that's what it's like. Is it part? It's part of that like post Pulp Fiction wave of like everything has to be a like violent crime movie. Correct, and it's yeah, it's super violent. But also like here's that movie's idea of a joke. Jerry Parks's character Doc, the bartender, has Tourette's syndrome, and so he just randomly yells profanities in the middle of his dialogue. And that's comedy. That's the joke. That's the joke, my friend. Yeah, that is not as funny as a guy who throws boomerang fish. No, not. It's not. It's also not as funny <laughs> as a guy who sews a button on a fried egg, frankly. No, that's definitely true, yeah. Or builds a collapsible uh, bookcase with a horseshoe. Right, which are things Doc did on Fraggle Rock. Yes. Uh, yeah, because like, I was excited to see him, and then I'm just like, oh, why is he doing it? Like, why? This yeah. is making me sad. But yeah, that's definitely the 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 other role you hear about, right? Is yes, of course. He also played. Uh, he had a brief role as a priest in Short Circuit Two. It briefly occurred to me that there was a possibility that Tim Blaney, the puppeteer who played Johnny Five in Short Circuit Two, had worked on this because there must have been a lot of puppeteers working on this for some of the crowd scenes. But if he did, I was not able to find him credited anywhere. So sure, too bad. Yeah. Um, so it turns out Doc is renting the farmhouse from Ma so he can have a nice, quiet Christmas in the country. Just him and his and Sprocket. That's his dog, Sprocket, <laughs> he explains. It's, it's so funny that you say that like that because that's one of those lines. That's my, He's my dog, Sprocket. The delivery of it is burned into my brain because I've seen this so many times. Yeah. And, and listen to the audio, which do we want to get into that right now? Uh, I'm not sure. So about 20 years ago, uh, oh yeah, yeah, before YouTube, in the days before YouTube, our friend Scott Hansen, 
who's a long, long time Tough Pigs contributor and forum member and everything like that. Yes. He ripped the entire audio for this special, which at that time was only available on that you know commercial VHS that's edited, as we've said. Yeah. And this was before YouTube, so where was he gonna like he was gonna upload a real video of the whole thing? No. He was going to rip the audio and share it with all of his friends so that we could listen to it in the car or whatever. And I still have that CD. I burned it on a CD. I still That's have right. it in my car. So it was just, was it just one long MP3? No, or it's was 10, it divided into 10 tracks. tracks. Yeah. Each time there's okay. a song cue, it's a new track. Okay. Yeah. I've listened to this many times every December. Like I've, I've heard the audio to this special dozens and dozens more times than I've seen it. Easily. Huh. Yeah, that's funny. And, and, and I'll talk about this more as we go along. It plays really well as an audio only production. Like the, you know, hmm. here l- later in this clip, we're going to see the first instance of the icy patch. Well, just that whistle, that like whoop sound effect when people oh, the, slip on the icy patch, like yeah. tells you exactly what's happening. If, if you're not the slipping at it. sound effect. Yeah. 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 No, that's funny that you say it plays so well as just audio because I have heard uh, Craig Shemin at, at some event or another talking about his early days of writing for the Muppets and uh, he had handed in a script for something and Jerry Jewell called him and told him like, uh, listen, you write great radio. Yeah. Like, the, the dialogue is great, but you have to have the Muppets doing things. So. Right. And certainly there's a lot of visual humor in this as well. But yes, like, true. my point is when you can just hear the, the audio, it, it still works. Yeah. So, and uh, we should mention too, Sprocket, always great to see him. One of the just like so easy to believe that Sprocket is a real dog. Right. At well, times. And, and I, on, on Friggle Rock, he was performed by Steve Whitmire. I assume it's Steve Whitmire yes. playing him here again. And I don't know why it wouldn't be. And yeah, like you say, he just, he seems so much like a dog at all times. Yeah. He's so good. Like, if a dog, it's like the spirit of a dog yeah. in, in puppet form. If a dog could, you know, had opposable thumbs and, and, and so on. And, and could, like, could almost verbalize his thoughts. Because Sprocket does a lot of, like, like Right. Kind of well, sounds. there's, in, in the episode where he actually goes into Fraggle Rock and meets Gobo, he can actually kind of go, like, woo, woo. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. He's trying to find Gobo. So, yeah, I'm just very happy the doc is in the special. It's like, you know, Muppets work, work well with human guest stars. So doc is the special guest star for this right. TV special. And like you say, I mean, it's right there in the title, Muppet Family Christmas. So He's part of the family. He's part of the family. Like, that's what's so great about it. That's our human guest star. It's not ABC star Tony Danza or something, you, you know? Right. They didn't need to bring in Bob Hope or, yeah, whoever. Right. So, yeah, it's great. Uh, and yes, as you alluded to, Ma does warn them that uh, there's an icy patch over there by the door or in the doorway. I don't know if it's going to be possible to keep track of how many times characters slip on the icy patch, but I think we should try. <laughs> sure, yeah. So uh, so Doc stumbles a little bit on the icy patch, which is what prompts Ma to, to issue that warning. And then Sprocket slips a little bit on the icy patch, so that's two. Um, so keep that number in your head. Uh, the doorbell rings again. And without waiting for Ma to invite him in, Fozzie just opens the door. Like the door just swings open in front of Fozzie. Yeah. And he says, ta-da. And then they have their little son. Mom. Ah. Which that's like, 
my my mom was on this podcast one time, so listeners might know this. That's kind of what my mom and I are like when when we first see <laughs> each other. Like yeah, like we don't say that exact thing, but it's very like ah, oh hi, oh hey there, you know. So, I love that. That's I've adorable. always loved that for that reason. Yes. And for those who don't know, Anthony's uh, mom looks exactly like Anthony in a wig and a, a dress. <laughs> Just like Fozzie's mom. <laughs> we have been told that we have the same smile many times. So Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ma is surprised and she's even more surprised that Fozzie brought all his friends. All his friends start running in. So I see Kermit slipping on the icy patch for sure. The sound effect happens there. And then it looks like Gonzo does. Four. And then Bunsen, Beaker, and Floyd both go down. They both drop. I mean, they all three drop down out of the frame. Five, six, seven. Uh, yeah, so seven so far on screen, slipping on the icy patch that we've seen. And the Muppets immediately make themselves at home in Ma's farmhouse. Gonzo and Beaker just, like, they start heading upstairs to where the bedrooms are. They're <laughs> not even asking, like, so where should we put our stuff? Where, should, you know, what which bedrooms are ours? They're just running up the stairs. They're just strolling in, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. love it. And yes, Doc reminds Ma that he rented this place to have a nice, quiet Christmas. Can we, can we talk about the fact that Doc lives alone in a workshop? Like, <laughs> That's true. Like, I know that he has neighbors. You know, we hear a lot about Ned Schimmelfinney. We hear a lot about Miss Ardas. Yes. Whatever. And how close does he live to the Admiral Benbow Inn? Right, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe there's a lot of noise coming from right, that place right. on, but, on Christmas. But on screen, in 95 episodes out of 96, you know, when, when he finally meets Gobo at the end, uh, is an exception, of course. But for the bulk of the series, he and Sprocket are alone together exclusively on yeah. screen. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's pretty much just them. So um, Yeah, I don't know. It's a nice change of scenery, though. He true. he did say they wanted to be out in the country. Presumably they live in Toronto. I guess we don't know that. Probably not. The show was shot there. Um, but it, yeah, it seems, yeah, it seems more, more rural than that and more coastal, I would say. Where Doc lives? Yeah. Yeah. Um, ju- just the fact that the, the restaurant and inn is called the Admiral Benbow makes it seem like it would be on a coast somehow. Right, right. Or an island. Right. I mean, Toronto is on the coast, of course. In the suburbs, on the outskirts. Yeah, it, it just, it doesn't feel like the city. I don't know. No. And actually, we didn't really talk about, like, where the location of this farm might be. Um, which, by the way, Doc mentions that it's called Grizzly Farms. <laughs> That's it's kind true. of a funny detail. Well, I like, I like to imagine that it's here in Minnesota. Oh, yeah? And here's what why. What do you base that on? Because Jerry Jewell is from Minnesota. Oh, and yeah. so it's very easy to imagine that if he's going to a farmhouse in the country, that's where it is. We have a lot of farmhouses right. and a lot of country. And later on, Emily Bear is going to talk about the, I haven't seen snow like this since the blizzard of 41. And right. that's the kind of stuff people say around here, man. <laughs> yeah. So again, that's just, obviously I grew up in North Dakota. I live in Minnesota now, but it has always felt like my, my area of the country to me. That's fun. If only Emily Bear had a Minnesota accent. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't. She has that, you know, typical Jerry Nelson southernish twang, right? Yeah, there's a little twang, yeah, yeah. but not the not the Minnesota 
what is it lilt yeah i guess it's a lilt. oh i don't i don't oh i don't know ryan i don't know what you call it we just you know it's just it's just nice to see you you know you just you see folks out and about <laughs> it's just great you know right yeah oh yeah see that's what she should have does that like. just sound like my regular voice i don't even know like, no it sounds like an exaggerated version of your regular voice right. at least um but do the other thing is do we think fozzy grew up on a farm uh you know i guess so i mean is is his mom a farmer or was his dad a farmer maybe his dad was i mean i guess his mom could be a farmer too she she again as as someone whose two grandmothers were both farm wives i think i think emily bear has real farm wife energy frankly but okay <laughs> Just the way that, like, a bunch of unexpected visitors show up and she's like, oh, I'll find rooms for everyone. You know, like, yeah, like, she just rolls with it and, and goes into hospitality mode. Yeah, that reminds me especially of my of my paternal grandmother, who is who is very wow, much like Wow, okay. And, and who was the person who bought this special on tape, so, you know. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess we also don't know where Fozzie's dad is, if maybe he's, you know, no longer alive or off somewhere else do you think that this special would be improved by a speech like the one in garfield's christmas when john's grandma eulogizes john's grandpa you know the sweetest moment in that special it is very sweet yeah i i really do like that moment in the garfield special i think they could have fit something like that into this there's already enough sort of uh warm family togetherness right yeah i don't i i don't think we need it but but of course, yeah. that's that's what it makes me think of. Like when you say that, it reminds yeah. me of, of right, Garfield. yeah, right around the same time. That's eighty, eighty. It was five ish. Is that about right? Yeah, I was gonna say maybe the year before this. Yeah, or the year after. I'm gonna look it up. I'm just gonna pretend we knew it. It was definitely before eighty nine. Yeah, eighty seven. It's the same year. Oh, there you go. Wow. What a <clears throat> what a great year for Christmas specials on television. Wow. Yeah, apparently. I wonder what else there was that year. So, what else? Anything, Doc? Uh, yeah, he says he wants a nice, quiet Christmas. That's when Animal starts to say, Peace on! And that's and where this clip where ends. We, we don't know what Animal Peace on say. Mars. Peace on Jupiter. We don't know. We'll have He's to wait until tomorrow. Peace on Mars, because he loves the Flaming Lips movie, Christmas on Mars. <laughs> oh, good. I, I could see Animal being a Flaming Lips fan. I, I could, too, for sure. Yeah. Gonzo probably is for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, that's all I have. Any final thoughts on this clip? No, I think that's all I have for this one again. All right, so we're coming back tomorrow. That's the plan, right? That's the plan. <laughs> and we will have uh, a guest tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, we will have a series of guests starting tomorrow. So you can keep an ear out for that, everyone. And also, please check us out in the usual places online and join us back again tomorrow for another episode of Moving Right Along. Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs>